Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. The illusory of coffee. Uh, today's Monday, January 7th. Now into our second week of 2019. Woohoo! Are you excited, gang? I'm excited. <laughs> well, now we, we really get into it right now. We start getting into the, the real groove. No more short weeks for a while. There's the Martin Luther King holiday. Some people get that. It's funny when one thing about being a self-employed type or career author type is that you don't always give yourself the federal holidays, especially the ones that don't really have much other celebration associated with them. Uh, I know some people are very good about going and participating in civil rights demonstrations or other ways to memorialize Martin Luther King. Um, I never have. I probably should, especially in today's climate. probably need to do that. But it was one of those days when I had the day job that very frequently, a lot of the way my company was, because we were environmental consulting, a lot of people would work anyway and bank the holiday. We were allowed to do that. We could take the holiday anytime we wished, um, as long as it was after it occurred. So you couldn't take the Martin Luther King holiday in the new year, like on January 2nd, but anytime after, well, what is it, this year, the 21st, then you could take it. So a lot of those ones like... Um, Martin Luther King Day or Veterans Day, those sorts of things, uh, or you know, Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day. That's what it is here in New Mexico now. Anyway, those, uh, you know, people would save those up and use them like around Thanksgiving or Fourth of July or Christmas, winter holidays, uh, because those were ones where they knew that they would be doing established activities. And sometimes we would take it off anyway. I would usually take it off and use it as a writing day. Um, but now every day is a writing day. <laughs> so I probably will, you know, like not take that off. So now I'm looking at my routine of five-day weeks. And that feels good to get into. Um, I'm excited to get into Oriah's Enchantment today. I'm almost done revising what I had so far. Um, and... Got to the point where I decided it's actually, it's okay. It doesn't suck. <laughs> it's always interesting when you go back and read something that you weren't certain how you felt about it. And then you're like, okay, well, this story's all right. This, it's actually kind of good. I don't know why I was so annoyed with myself. But I think that's a, another reflection of this, that I really just don't think that there's a correlation between the writer experience and the reader experience. And someone was arguing with me about that on Facebook. Isn't that that's, that's just like um, almost goes without saying, right? That's emblematic of the modern era. Someone was arguing with me about that on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but anyway, another a gal who's a writer was arguing with me about it and saying that she because she writes comedy that she definitely has to find it funny or her readers won't find it funny. And um, I think I certainly felt that way as a newbie author, but know that I am an old and cantankerous author. I just don't think it's true. I don't think that there is really any correlation at all between 
the writer's emotional experience of a story and a reader's emotional experience of a story. You know, and really, if you are employing your craft correctly, there shouldn't be, right? I mean, I'm not dumping my feels on the page for you to somehow take into yourself through some sort of delayed osmosis, right? That's that's not the point. Um, you know, if, if I wanted to, like, share an emotional experience with you, then I would, I don't know, <laughs> I was going to say sit you down and weep over margaritas with you. Uh, but I was just thinking that's not practical to do with a large-scale audience and thinking, but you could do it on, like, a, a live podcast broadcast like a vlog a vlog a vlog we watched um a simple favor which was really great was really good uh with anna kendrick and blake lively and their friendship that they form and uh anna kendrick is a mommy vlogger i guess in the book she was a blogger but they made her into a a video blogger for the movie and so there were the little video snippets of her going, hi, moms, you know, doing the various projects. And yes, I did feel, it did remind me of me. Um, I thought it was very interesting that she had such a specific audience, you know, that it was moms. She was a mommy vlogger. Um, I don't have a good word to call all of you. I know some of you are writers. Some of you are aspiring writers. Some of you are voracious readers. Um, So I don't have a good nickname for you. That's probably why Lady Gaga went to calling her fans what she called monsters. Anyway, I've I have digressed. I've multiply digressed, I know. So let's see, where was I with holidays and Araya's enchantment? I was talking about that. Uh I did a couple things this weekend uh towards Araya's enchantment on I wasn't sure about a choice that I had made. Um, and that's, it, it's incredibly difficult to describe. And I won't because it would be spoilery. But I ended up sending the book to um, Assistant Kareen on Friday afternoon. Uh, and she had read it by my Saturday morning. And so she was able to give me some feedback. And fortunately, what I thought was going to be a problem she didn't have that much of a problem with. She did pick out something else that she had a problem with, and I've realized I need to um, better set up the stakes to justify something. So I do need to go back and add that in the revision. I'll probably just start with that today, go look at a place to put that in. Uh, But then the other thing I did was on Saturday morning, I had brunch with my writer friends Sage Walker and Jim Sorensen, uh, I drove down to Albuquerque and we had brunch at Cinnamon Cafe, excuse me, which was very good. I had the cinnamon French toast and it was um, excellent. That's kind of a new place and boy, was it good. So anyway, I described my plot problem to Jim and Sage, which took probably a good five minutes for me to explain all of the intricacies of it uh and then um they talked me through it and jim gave me uh actually a really perfect solution he said well could you do this and it is 
it's a tr- terrific solution. It's funny how you know other people can see these things in you that, or see things in the plot that you can't see your way around. So um, I think that'll be great. I'm going to uh, work on that. Can you guys hear that sound? I've noticed that there's a um, kind of a, it must be like a furniture wax buildup on this chair that I sit on in my office. It's one we found at a garage sale a few years back in Santa Fe, um, a moving sale. It's really a neat wooden chair, and I got it for dirt cheap. And somebody must have very enthusiastically, like, beeswaxed, oiled, beeswax waxed it, (laughs) beeswaxed it for many years. Um, I am not much of a furniture waxer. In fact, I think we could safely say that I have never beeswaxed a piece of furniture in my life. I'll occasionally get out the, uh, what, that lemon oil stuff, you know, like a Murphy's oil or pledge. If something's looking kind of dim, I might do that. But, yeah, I am not an assiduous housekeeper by any stretch. But anyway, this um, very pretty dark wood has gotten this buildup on it. And so as I talk to you, I'd sit here and rather than obsessively watching the bars jump up and down with my voice, I um, (laughs) use my thumbnail to scrape this wax up. I suppose it's a decent project. Over time, we could get all of this wax buildup off of here. So anyway, that was really great to be able to go and spend that time with Jim and Sage uh, because it's fun to talk with them anyway. But that was immensely helpful to get their perspective on my story. You know, and sometimes people ask about, um, you know, like what I do so far as critique And it really does vary from book to book. I do not have a standard formula anymore. I used to. I used to have like the exact same group of crit partners and we passed everything through each other. Um, And that changed as people's careers changed and as we moved on to different things. And also I just need different people's eyes on different projects. Uh, Corrine is very often a first reader on many things. Uh, it sort of depends. A lot of times she prefers to wait until a later version so that she can get the full readerly joy <laughs> from it. Uh, but she's also good about not minding spoilers. So I could have just told her the, the plot conundrum, but I thought it would be better for her to read it. And then it turns out just as well because she did did pick out this other thing that wasn't really working for her. Uh, and that was it's a good example of the reader experience being different than the author experience. A huge piece of that is that what is in my head doesn't necessarily make it to the page unless I figure out a way to put it there. And even so, you may not read it the same way that I intended. And that's all right. You know, that's, uh, there's a lot of discussion about that, you know, that once the story leaves the author's hands, it ceases to be our story and becomes the reader's story. And you guys can make of it whatever you will, and we don't get to tell you otherwise. We don't get to tell you you're wrong, unless you're absolutely wrong. (laughs) There are occasions where readers get things just like dead wrong. (laughs) Like, um, and and I blogged about that before, but, you know, I've had people say things like, um, oh, I know, well, I have a friend who... Um, her, uh, at the end of her book, the 
<clears throat> heroin performed some magic and reset the timeline and went back in time and started over so that the things that had happened, um, that she could change what had happened. And so she made fundamental changes so that all of these disastrous events hadn't occurred. And uh, a reader was very mad at her and said that uh, that they were very upset that the whole thing was just a dream. And I was like, well, no, the whole thing wasn't a dream. It happened. It's an alternate timeline. And, um, oh, well, you don't understand. <laughs> you just got it wrong. But in this case, I was, it's something that happens with sequels, with serials. Uh, I was relying on, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, on stakes on certain, a certain peril. I guess that would be it. A peril that was established, I thought, pretty firmly in book four, um, but was not present enough in Corrine's mind to justify some things that happened. And, and you know, it's been two years for you guys, so it doesn't surprise me that these things aren't present in your mind. And so that's my responsibility. That's my job as, as a writer to um, make it clear to you guys what the stakes are. And that's perfectly fair. And I'm really glad that I heard that from her. Because she was saying, well, maybe it's just me and you don't need to do it for just me. And it's like, ah, no, oh, no, I think... That was my my fault, my mistake. So I'm gonna fix fix that, um, smooth out this other stuff, and I should have this done this week. Uh, tomorrow is release day for Warrior of the World, so I will not podcast tomorrow. I will uh, post to the blog and the social media and be a social media good social media kitty. All of those things. Um, <clears throat> and I will take a short break in between Orion's Enchantment and Book 6. Don't don't panic. Not a long break. Like a day. Because I got in copy edits for the Orchid Throne. So I am going to... Hopefully that won't... Usually doesn't take me longer than a day. Maybe a couple of days depending on the copy editor. So, and this is my first time working with St. Martin, so we'll see uh, what the copy editor is like. Yeah. Copy editors are, it's a, it's a mixed bag because they can be the person who saves your behind. They are so great that way because they catch stuff that nobody else catches. I had a copy editor catch, and uh, you know, it's, at, it's at the very last phase of the book, right? So no one else caught it. Uh, someone peeing at my heroine's face instead of peering at her face. Uh, but for want of a nail, right? Um, so that was a critical find. But sometimes you get copy editors who want to restructure every sentence. And that's just so, <laughs> so frustrating. Um, they also have a tendency to um, be so literal. And I've complained about that before. Any kind of metaphorical language, they tend to grumble about. Um, <laughs> I had a line in The Dragons of Summer, which which is the story in Seasons of Sorcery. And I actually really love it. Um, 
because, uh, and I'm not going to remember exactly how I put it, but it's in Harlan's point of view, and he's kissing uh, Ursula on the head, and he's reflecting on her hair is the color of fire, but feels like silk and tastes of grace. And my copy editor said, I don't know what grace would taste like, and I don't think hair can taste like that anyway. And, you know, and I just ignored her because (laughs) it's a metaphor, damn it. (laughs) And I liked it. So, I don't know. I I am am pre-dreading, and uh, I, I need to not do that because it's, uh, first of all, it's, Silly to dread something that has not yet occurred, right? And um, <laughs> especially because then you just end up being miserable both in advance and in the moment. And maybe it won't even be that bad. So we'll see. I'll do those. So that's kind of my week ahead in a nutshell. Um, feeling, feeling good about things, yeah. So I hope that you all have a wonderful week. Uh, I know many of you are waiting for Warrior of the World to hit your Kindles. So, you know, don't stay up all night reading. You have to get up and go to work in the morning. Uh, although I, I confess it gives me kind of a a thrill every time somebody messages me and says, I'm dead at work today and it's your fault because I stayed awake all night reading this book. And uh, that's my evil Jeffy. Uh, enjoyment. Uh, it's nice to know that you've read something that somebody's willing to uh, forestall sleep to stay up reading. Uh, but I do worry about you guys. I don't want you to get in trouble at work, and I want you to get sufficient sleep. <laughs> so, all right. You all have a lovely week, and I will be posting about Warrior tomorrow. Tell all of your friends, please. And I will um, talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye-bye.